Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend, this is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are Definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. One of the things I've noticed about this second season of BCP is that I went from five or six stories per episode in the first season to usually six or seven on this one. Some of that is due to longer episodes, but some of it is also just me getting better about chopping a few of the stories down to a more manageable length. This for me is personal growth as a podcaster. Because each story is important to me personally, but some stories just need to be trimmed for one reason or another. I hope that you take stock of your life from time to time and evaluate where you are improving. Okay, it's time to get this train a-moving down the tracks. All aboard! To a wild start today with a story from a quite wasted rider telling us about an Uber ride filled with debauchery. Story number 160. Saturday, February 20th, 2021, 4.55 a.m. Well, my story is going to be about an Uber driver, actually. Okay. And there was myself and two other people in the back seats. And we may or may not have started off with smoking a weed pen. Okay. And then someone may or may not have had some cocaine. Oh, wow. And then it may or may not have been that they didn't pick up another ride. It may or may not have picked up another ride. What because is it? Uh, we pulled over, did cocaine, and... Oh, you mean with the driver, too? Yes. It, oh, my the, God. And the girls were snorting lines off of our dicks. And Wait, that's for real? No, like, I, 
I I swear on your life. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is that is the craziest party I've ever heard in an Uber. Oh my gosh. I've been in me being in the industry, we all had money, so yep. you didn't need another ride. You made all your money that you needed with the one ride. But and and end of the story. You could fill in the blanks and everything else with that <laughs> wow so does that go down as your uh your wildest uber ride i mean when's the last time you were in the uber and the chick started a line off your dick no i've i, I can honestly say i've never had that particular experience you've got me beat so and and I'm black and Jewish, so I do have you beat. Ooh, Ooh. wow! I'm half of. I'm one of those. I like. That. <laughs> I'll let the so other. at least you're circumcised. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, man, thank you so much for sharing your story. I appreciate it. Honestly. Nothing about that sounds like much fun to me, personally, but to each his own. Funny how these things work out, but our next rider also tells us a story of an Uber ride that didn't exactly go like she wanted. I do love, though, that she has kept her sense of humor about all of this. Story number 161. Sunday, February 21st, 2021, 12.14 a.m. So, in October of last year of 2020, I was in Chicago, me and a group of my cousins and okay. we we requested a uber right we were at the navy pier and oh yeah i love that area one of my cousins kept stating oh my god how long is it gonna take us to get to the room i really have to pee <laughs> and oh the guy stated oh it's only 15 minutes well lo and behold we get on the interstate and it's a freaking highway and it was already a group of five of us so we're all patched up on each other's lap and my cousin pissed on me in the uber car (laughs) and yeah it was really really bad and it was cold at the time so we took the rest of the trip i was wet she was wet and everyone was cold because the uber driver turned down all of the windows no <laughs> no oh my god so that's a really uh crazy uber story that is a crazy <laughs> uber story um gosh it's too bad you're not one of those people that actually enjoys being peed on because that could have been like a great right there's those weirdos in the world who love that so yeah man no. Well, I assume you and your friend, or your, you and your friend, I assume you and your cousin are still friends, though? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Even yeah. though she pissed on Even me. Even though she pissed on you, she's still <laughs> your cousin and you love her. Gosh. Well, that's pretty amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh... 
There's a funny saying that came from my wife's family that if you mention that something is pissing you off, they'll reply, better to be pissed off than pissed on, I always say. <laughs> I pretty much agree with that statement. But sometimes there are just those situations that can't be helped and you end up being pissed off that you're being pissed on. Anyways, she can laugh about it all now and that's what really matters. I'm an absolute fan and almost hungry for a steady stream of inspirational and hope-filled stories. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy all the different types of stories shared here, from the sad to the crazy to the scary, really all of them. But I do have a special place in my heart for the inspirational. Story number 162. Sunday, February 21st, 2021, 12.34 a.m. The inspiration that'll bring you hope is that when I first moved here to Atlanta, yeah, um, I moved here to Brookhaven, yep. and um, I was working, you know, working at Dillard's and everything, doing my thing, and I had, you know, I had plans of making things happen with music and everything else. Yeah, so when I first moved here, of course, you know, like anything is definitely hard. Yes. You got to meet people, do things. That's right. Um, my first couple, I'll be honest with you, like my first two or three months here, Yeah. you know, the money was real low. Um, yes, I moved to Atlanta literally with a black trash bag and a suitcase. And, wow. you know, I just, you know, I just wanted to make it happen. Yes, sir. And it took some months. It took a little bit of time. I met the right people. You know, got I worked on the right projects and I was able to get one or two things placed on TV. And then after that, it's just, you know, it's just like just a constant flow. And wow. um, one thing I can honestly say about working toward anything is that you're going to have more of those bad days than good days. That's but so just true. like Michael Jordan said, like he was able to win so much because he lost so much. That's so true. So you just always got to take everything. Is like, as long as you're not beneath the ground, you can still be above the ground. Yeah. So that's definitely it, man. Like, when I moved up here, it was very slow motion, but I just stayed with it. And before, you know, time went on and I was able to do different things. So to anybody that's doing anything, definitely stick with it. Like, you know, yeah. those lonely nights will pay off. You know? Absolutely. Okay, so... I love your your encouragement to stay with it. I I have this feeling from what you're talking about that you were also willing to work hard and you also were networking. I mean, you were doing a lot of things. Yeah, while, right. So talk to me a little bit about that, if you don't mind, like uh, how important all that is and, and maybe what some of your motivations or how, how did you stay able to keep grinding? It's, it's really and truly, um, I knew when I moved up here, I had a goal and I wanted to, and like, you know, like any person that they want to succeed for the, for themselves and their family and friends and everything. So I definitely stayed with it. And, um, I met somebody here and they told me one of the smartest things I've ever heard here in Atlanta from somebody. They said, remember at the end of the day, a lot of this doesn't really matter except for what needs to be done. And mm. I always kept that in the back of my head and what is what is what does that mean what so, is 
So pretty much it's like you can be wrapped up in a lot of different things. Okay. But make sure you just stay on your goal. Like okay. if you come here to do something, make sure it happens. Yeah. Cause you don't cause you never want to look back five, ten years later, like, oh man, I should have did that. Right. So, especially here in Atlanta with it being a place of opportunities and everything, yes. Yes. always attack your opportunities. Whenever you can do something, just do it. Wow. Yeah. Um, did you have what was what gave you the inspiration and sort of that internal knowing that if you were willing to sacrifice, if you were willing to take more hits than wins, that eventually stuff was going to come to you? Like, did that come from a parent, a relative, religion? I mean, like, where, where did that come from? Um, it came from a lot of different places. Um, one, it definitely came from my parents, my mother and my father. Yeah. Um, I was very close to my dad. My dad passed away when I was 10. So, sorry. so um, he and I were like best friends and even at a younger age, he always talked to me like an adult. So he always told me like the right thing. So yeah. after he passed at 10, I was able to, you know, like apply a lot of that to myself. Wow. And, you know, just um, I just always kept that with me. Just just go forward. Like everything's like nothing's going to be perfect. Always. No. Yeah. You just go forward and just make it happen. Wow. Man, that's really powerful. So like. I cannot imagine losing a parent at 10. That's so yeah. freaking hard. But I love that his encouragement and his inspiration, like you carried that with you. Um, wow. Well, I, I, uh, I don't know what your feelings are about the afterlife, but if you do believe in an afterlife, I feel like your dad's really proud of you, my man. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. That, that's something I always just keep in the back of my head because, yeah. you know, like you always want to um, – no matter like your age or whatever, like you know, like you do want some kind of approval from your parents still yes. as an adult. So yeah, now um, I'm 33. Okay, wow. So so you know, like I definitely like you know I I always try to make my mom happy, and I know yeah. you know my pops is definitely you know I'm hoping that he's happy with everything I'm doing because now that I have a child, he's 10 months. Aww. So you know, like I definitely try to move forward with him. Yep just like my dad moved forward with me and just teach him stuff and just the same thing he told me just always try because when you don't try that's when you don't make it yeah so that's what i always did that's awesome um being a new dad like what's your how does it feel right now to be a young you know a new father it is honestly that's one of the like this that's one of the most like satisfying things ever like i really that really validates me Okay. Like, you know, like I really do love my son, love my family. So, like, yeah. being able to do things for them and for him is, like, perfect. Like, having – he was born during the pandemic last year, of course. <laughs> so, you know, like, it was, like, April when he was born. So, you know, like, this is when, like, everything first started shutting down and yep. everything. So, yeah. it gave me – so, while everything was closed, I had – I was fortunate enough to spend a lot of time with him. That's so cool. And everything. So, of course, like we're a little attached to each other, whatever. So, but you know, it's definitely um, being a new dad is great. Being yeah. a dad is great. Period. Yes. You know, just enjoy every minute because just like your parents tell you, like, wow, you got so big, like, I knew it. Their children grow fast. So fast. Yeah. Wow. Well, man, thank you so much for sharing it. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Somebody listening to this. And I think more than one is going to be this. This is going to come at that right time when they're pursuing a dream and they're thinking about giving up 
and uh, your words are going to kind of give them that little oomph to like, nope, I'm going to keep grinding. It, it's going to be worth it. So thank you so much for sharing that, my friend. Always, man. Always. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. We all have dreams. And unless you know you're supposed to let it go, which, by the way, is a real thing, then I really hope you keep going. Do the work, show up, keep grinding, and most of all, keep believing. I know for me personally, sometimes I've had to change what my picture of success was to feel like I'd achieved it. And other times, you just have to keep going against all the odds. come in towards the end of this next conversation with a mom talking about her tall, athletic son. As a young teenager, well over six foot tall, she feels like people judge his apparent lack of scholastic achievements as that he's just not trying hard enough. She claims that because he has dyslexia, he's actually trying 10 times harder than most. Story number 163. Thursday, February 25th, 2021, 11.30 p.m. I, uh, now I understand what you, were trying to, what, you were, what you were trying to say originally. I was trying to make sure that I, it was clear in my head that basically because your son is a big athletic kid and has all this confidence, um, people, when they see him struggling in school, don't realize that the reason he's struggling is not because he's lazy, and just relying on his size and his athletic ability, but he is struggling because he's got this underlying dyslexia issue. So that makes yeah. total sense. Yeah, it's it's kind of your normal bias. Like sometimes people in this world think that um, a popular kid may just be, you know, they may have all the things in this world that are in their favor and happening in a you know more positive way right and sure they might be right but at the same time i don't think you can judge just a popular person for what it's worth right, right. sometimes it's yeah. they may have some things that you're unaware of that are happening in their life too and so yeah it sounds like the real you, lesson is is like don't look at somebody else and think oh they've got it all made and make yeah, right. right right or or right. say well because they've got this that and the other they've got it all made when really you might not know their struggles and their uh, and their underlying issues that are right. made I mean, right on the surface yeah i think the lesson is you have to get to know each individual person yeah. and understand their perspective yeah. and it may not be what you assume right. it is right yeah and so sure. sometimes you just have to kind of meet them halfway and learn a bit about their perspective before you judge their life so yeah absolutely well em thank you so much for sharing tonight i really appreciate it yeah it's great love it yeah at the end of the day the life lesson to withhold judgment as much as possible 
on why people act a certain way or do or don't behave like we think they should is a good one. Like the old saying goes, until you've walked a mile in their shoes. Our next writer shares his story of dealing with his childhood trauma, and he does it with so much vulnerability and honesty. The strength of the human spirit to survive and even begin to thrive when all the cards are stacked against you never ceases to amaze me. Story number 164. Friday, February 26th, 2021, 12.27 a.m. We had a conversation, we were having a conversation about trauma yeah. in our lives and how sometimes it could take us a lifetime to overcome that trauma. Yeah. Personally, um, I dealt with trauma from when I was young. Um, it happened around where my parents split up and that was around when I was in the third grade. Wow. And, you know, we were pretty much raised up like... You know the ideal family like we were good kids like yeah we were very close everything we had the financials in order we had the good house the big house all that stuff mm -hmm. and after like my parents had i just came home one day and like they didn't even tell none of the kids what happened they really? i just came home and the power was off and my what? mom told me we were moving. Wow. So after that, my dad, he kind of just disappeared from the scene for a while. Okay. And in that house, we actually stayed and we slept there for a good period of time without mm -hmm. any power, without oh. any um, gas. Man. We used to sleep by the fireplace mm -hmm. and... That's when I seen my mom kind of just spiral. And she was the person to never even take a drink yeah. or drink. She never drunk in her life. She didn't like liquor at all. Yeah. And she started working at a liquor store. And we used to go there every day after school. And I feel like that's when her alcohol addiction Yeah kicked in when my dad and her split up and i think she was maybe heartbroken and yeah. found a way to cope yep. and i'm still dealing with that addiction to this day wow. to the point where i'm kid we're kids and we're having to grab the wheel because she's swerving in the road and can't keep control of the car because she's so drunk oh, wow. to the point that we're banging on the door outside of the house and she's passed out and we're out there all night and Wait, you it just doesn't it just doesn't stop there because she doesn't know how to control it and she gets to the point where she's incoherent and you can't you literally can't talk to her and i didn't get her to admit that she had a problem 
until I was about 21 years old. Wow. And that's something as a child I was looking for my whole life. Like one time she literally told me she was going to kill herself and that she wanted to kill herself. And I begged her not to. And I told her if she loved me, then you would stop. But it never stopped. And as a kid, I took that as, dang, my love isn't enough to stop you from this problem. But as I got older, I realized that we all have our own demons. And sometimes it's just out of your own control Mm -hmm. that it's not that maybe she didn't love me or none of that. It's just she could not stop it herself if she wanted to that's right yeah so that's just things uh insight you get as you get older and you start to have kids because i have a kid now and i try to make sure he doesn't grow up with any trauma yeah but i know that's not even realistic to say (laughs) right yeah sadly (laughs) yeah it's not realistic to say they're going to grow up with no trauma because now i'm dealing with he um I don't see him as often as I would like. Yeah. And he has a he sometimes when I leave him, he he kind of freaks out to the point that like he thinks I'm not going to come back or he's not going to see me. Sweet buddy. So that kind of and I kind of see the cycle repeat itself. And it's like I realize, dang, parents are not perfect they yeah, make man. mistakes i'm making mistakes and i'm not even trying to yeah 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 make mistakes so but and i would say the trauma goes and i just grow up i just grew up in a lot of like fear mm-hmm. fear to leave the house fear like soon as you step out something bad is going to happen yeah fear of the world is going to end or something like that one day just Uh, fear of like everything and it's like they tried to shelter us from the world yeah but it was like you can't we have to be in the world so you can't guard it from us forever and that mentality kind of caused like to to the point where my dad he didn't go to college because he was told not to because it was a waste of time because mm. he felt like the world was going to end by then oh uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah. I have my own crazy <laughs> background with people that believe that the world was coming to an end and yeah yeah I, I still have family you know? members that think that you know in the next 10 years it's all over or whatever yeah, like yeah then that was when he was a kid and now he's 52 I so know. it's 50 something years later yeah and it's like you can't live like that no you can't live waiting for you, the end because you, you build you honestly cannot build for the future you cannot leave proper legacy if you don't believe that there is a future or yeah, or, or that if you don't believe that you can positively change the future that's right if you just right. believe that we're doomed from the start that's right, that's right. yep yep then that it's is. like you already done sealed your fate dude that's a hundred percent true yeah so you yeah. have to that's why i try to project positivity yes. if i can but in my environment it's kind of hard because I just get met with that every time. Right. And even when I tell them about my dreams and 
my aspirations, what I want to do, it's like it's not seen as realistic mm. or I can attain those things. But I learned through my life that you are the driver. We are creators. Just like they say God made us in his image. Yeah. He is a creator. Totally. And he made us to create. When we give birth, we are creating another life. Yeah. When we create, we can create music. We can create buildings, roads, schools. We just create and expand in this world that we live in. So when you can tap into that and take advantage of that, then you'll see that the world is your oyster. Yes, and you sir. can do whatever you please. Anything is attainable just based on how bad you're willing to pursue it. Yep. Yep. No matter when everything is telling you no everybody everything is looking dark and gloomy if you're gonna keep pushing if you're gonna keep going if you're gonna keep picking yourself up and that's what my life i feel like all that trauma and hurt and disappointment and fear it's just been preparing me for greatness yeah and for the road that i will face ahead and it made me tough it made me strong so I don't look at it as weakness no more or trauma or something to be ashamed of. It's just like, you know, I'm strong because of it. Yeah. So, man, yeah, that's pretty much yeah, that's incredible, what I have dude. to say on that topic. No, I love it. Um, I, I love your I love what you believe about creativity. I believe the same exact thing. Um, I think that we yeah, are created. I to love create. meeting creatives and people <laughs> who can. You know, they can share a similar point of view of the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean, I love your view on creativity. I think it's maybe the most uh, godlike thing about us um, as human beings. I love your positivity. I, um, Whenever I meet people with a really negative worldview and they think that, you know, they believe in a, a negative end, I... Not that necessarily I'm going to be able to change their mind, but I try to at least introduce them to the idea that maybe it's not going to end that badly. Yeah. And um, <laughs> try yeah. to introduce, show them because they use it in their lives, the creative process yeah. every day. Yeah. Whether they know it or not, it's just yes. if you're conscious of it or not. That's if right. Yeah. Conscious. In, in some way, if you believe that everything's going to go to hell in a handbasket there will be a negative outflow of your life in some way, shape or form. It has to be, um, yeah, hundred percent agree with that. And then I love too, that your, your take on basically pain and trauma that, um, that with dedication and grit, like you're, you're going to turn it into something good and something beautiful. So man, dude, I, this was really a power. This was powerful, man. Your story, I guarantee you, your story is going to touch people. I, I mean, I was moved the entire time you spoke. You, you're one of those people that I believe that as you get older and as you continue to share your story in different ways, um, there are going to be other people that have come from hard backgrounds that are going to find light, life, and hope through your story. So, I hope so. I That'll mean, be one of my missions in life to inspire people to show you that you can do it too. Yeah. And that's really all I want to do. Yep. I love it. No, I I think that is exactly what you're doing right now. And um, yeah, man, I'm honored. Thank you so much for sharing with me tonight. I really, Thank you really for your time, bro. Yeah, this absolutely. is therapeutic for me. 
yeah, I felt like that it was weird. Like I felt like yeah, I was like yeah, it feels like a, uh, a therapy yeah. session for both of us in a way. But yeah, beautiful. All right, thank you. All right, appreciate you. I love that ultimately he took us beyond just the trauma and to the place where he is fighting to dream and stay positive. I'm believing in this young man's journey to wholeness. And I also believe that he is going to be a light of hope to his family and to many others around him. Our next writer also shares about loss. Hers is very immediate, but she is already finding the rays of hope that are breaking through the pain. Story number 165. Friday, February 26, 2021, 1.37 a.m. So I would just like to say how awesome teenagers are because I am a high school teacher. Oh wow! And I just lost a friend um, a few days ago, mm. and so I was feeling very guilty about like missing school mm. and not being there for them. And of course, they like made it up to me in the utmost way that they possibly could. Like, not only did they send me messages telling me that they were sorry but I called a co-worker this evening because I was going to call out again tomorrow just because I needed another day to like collect my thoughts and apparently yeah. one of my classes has like a surprise for me when I get back Aww. and it just reminds me that like not only are people good but like young people are good and like yeah. those are the people that are changing our world that's and right. like though that's why i want to go to work every day like mm. i'm counting on them to make this world a better place huh. and you can't you can't replace that um reward with any type of monetary value in yep. terms of like my job and the pay that i get like how do you yeah how do you quit a job that's so valuable and so rewarding that you get so many positive messages from people that are so young that are just amazing i don't know yeah that's, that's i'm rambling but no no it's so good um first of all obviously you are called to be a teacher just your passion for it and so these kids are lucky to have you secondly nothing to do with absolutely anything but you look like uh you're a teenager yourself so <laughs> that's gonna be a fun sort of thing for you to like be walking around in a school and you're surrounded by people that some of them i guarantee look older than you so yes. <laughs> Um, but on a more serious note, I am so sorry about your friend. Um, but I'm um, also, I love what you're saying. Just like how these kids, um, when it, when it counts, they were there for you. And, um, yeah, man, that's, that's. Especially when wow. they're going through so many things themselves too. And like, yeah. I had kids even reach out to me and saying that they've lost a friend and, Ugh. you know, these are 16 and I've lost students too and like i just i just i don't know yeah yeah mm. 
I'm not good on a microphone. <laughs> What's that? I don't know about this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well. But I just wanted to say that teenagers are the best. Yeah. And they continue to surprise me and they continue to amaze me. And I don't even care how much money I send in because they are well worth it. Wow. Well, thank you to the teenagers and thank you for just being who you are and for doing what you're so obviously like called to do. Like that's, Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. Bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Truly. I don't know if that was like no, no, what that's... you were looking for. I love her gratitude for all the support she was being given by her students. And I love her point of view on the rising generation. Sometimes it can feel like we're being inundated by messages telling us just how bad the upcoming generation is doing. But stories like this one remind us that it's just not true. Well, it seems that hard times are one of the prominent themes for this journey we're on today. And that is true for our final ride this evening. This young lady is processing a very fresh breakup of a multi-year relationship, and that's no easy thing for the heart to handle. Story number 166. Friday, February 26th, 2021, 2.03 a.m. So my story is I recently went through a very shitty breakup. Okay. Wow. Um, started with, it's a long distance relationship. Oh, uh, and those are always so tough. And they're already shitty, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so, but it was also an on and off relationship beforehand. Um, okay. Known him for seven years. Oh, okay. Always took him back. Mm-hmm. He moved out to Colorado. Um, I would always go visit him. Mm. And then he decided he wanted to be with me again. So I said, yeah, why not? Yeah. And so we had this relationship and um, it was working throughout 2020, quarantine, whatever. I was bored. So <laughs> right. I think I think that's why yeah. I said yes. Right. It was better than nothing. It was better than nothing. Uh-huh. So we started dating again, yeah. again and again. And um, recently um, he started being a little weird. Okay. I went out for New Year's for 2021. Um, he picked a fight. I was like, what's going on here? And then um, that's beside the point. Um, recently, about a week and a half ago, he went MIA for about 24 hours, wasn't answering any phone calls, any text messages. And then he butt dialed me. Ooh. I listened to the butt dial for three minutes, him and another girl together. Oh, delightful. Yeah, it's great. Um, they were They went out of town to Aspen. Um, they were in the car getting ready to leave Aspen. Um, I heard the whole conversation, everything. Yeah. So I listened. And yeah. then um, he pulled his phone out, hung up on me, and I called back several, several times. He never answered. And then he calls back five hours later and is like, it's not what you think. Uh, and like, who? <laughs> Every fucking woman has heard, it's yeah, not what you of think. Of course, yeah. No, um, it is what I think. It's right. totally what I think. Right, and, right. Um, so for a week I was supposed to go this Friday I was supposed to go to Colorado to visit him Mm. and um, I was gonna still go yeah yeah 
last Friday, I was like, hey, a friend of mine is going to be in Vail. Can we have dinner? And he was like, uh, I'm going to be working all weekend. I was like, okay, you didn't tell me that two months ago. So I was like, should I cancel my trip? He was like, yeah. Wow. So I canceled my trip, book it for Miami. And then two days later, his Instagram story, he's in a full ass relationship. <laughs> oh my gosh. What so, a delightful young man terrible he Terrible breakup, right? Yeah, I'm so sorry, so, girl. Yeah, that but, was my breakup story. So now I'm going to Miami tomorrow. Well, and Bullet dodged on um, continuing on with him. I hope this is your last time with him. Yeah, I hope so, too. It is. It is, 100%. And um, I'm not going to Colorado ever again. Fuck that place. Oh, no, Colorado's freaking amazing. I do love Come Colorado, on. Yeah, don't let, him, don't let one douchebag ruin a stunningly beautiful state. True. Oh my God! Yeah, True. yeah. He it uh, he doesn't he doesn't deserve that honor. I'm gonna stay away from Vale then. Well, okay, Vale, which Vale is gorgeous, but Vale is gorgeous. And you know what? Your your broken heart is going to mend. I promise <laughs> you. There's way better guys out there. You deserve way better guy. I am. And <laughs> yeah, and eventually you can go to Vale if you want to, and he can be there or not be there. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Not to be digging into your business. Oh, give me all the questions. Well, I'm just, you know, this is backseat confessions. I pulled up uh, where I got you from, and I thought you said something about just leaving your boyfriend's house. Yeah, so I don't know you. No, yeah, this is a little bit of a white lie, but this (laughs) is definitely someone I've been interested in for so long distance relationship. Um, this is someone who's been interested in me. Okay. Yep. Um, someone who I've had, you know, back in the, my mind. Yep. Yep. Who I've also been interested in. Nice. And um, we went out on a date tonight. How'd and, it go? Um, tell us, tell it us was, the deets. It was excellent. Really? I mean, he's definitely my type. He's someone I've been thinking about. Okay. I've clearly been on his mind. Yeah. But, you know, most of tonight was laying out the deets of what I just went through. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, a yeah. little weird. But um, he was super understanding, and um, and I, I'm, you probably honestly, said it. it was probably as ideal as it could be. That's awesome. How, you have to tell me one more time. How long have you known this gentleman? I've known him for roughly over two years. Okay, so mm-hmm. we in the same industry. I was a bartender in Buckhead. He's oh, okay. In the industry, so just Buckhead life. Well, and then uh, from what I've heard from people that are in that industry, there, it's a pretty tight knit industry, anyways. Like pretty tight knit. Yeah, everyone know knows other. everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's very hopeful. So you're <laughs> gonna go stick your toes in the sand in Miami, and uh-huh. there's this glimmer of potential. Uh, new boyfriend material maybe possibly i hope so yeah, yeah i hope so so this i hope I mean, it's not like a one one date kind of thing I yeah hope, i hope when i get back from miami he wants to take me out he definitely told me he was like well let's reach out after miami i was like of course and yeah. he knows i'm going to miami to just kind of unleash a yes. bit yep it's definitely i mean because this flight was supposed to be to colorado yep um i did not get my refund so i only had oh. a voucher so i was like miami it is yes yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. well i hope you have just an amazing time Thank that you. you yeah you get to um i don't know shake it off a little bit i mean i know you're I still think. gonna i mean any if you've known someone for seven years and you've been romantically involved that's i mean that, that's it's gonna leave a mark yeah for mm-hmm. for sure and it as it absolutely should but I hope you get a little reprieve, and then yeah, it, this is uh, interesting. Hopefully, the uh, this the this, uh, this guy interest turns out to be something that would be pretty cool. I hope so. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for sharing, Missy. Absolutely. 
I will say that if you have to be dealing with a broken heart due to a breakup, then it seems like at least part of the prescribed anecdote should be to settle into a beach somewhere just for a minute and then come back to a friend who might end up being a love interest. Missy, I personally think you're gonna be okay. While today's ride had the normal range of stories and subject matter, and I'm especially grateful for the moments of levity with the, with the lady sharing about getting peed on in an Uber, these last three stories have been, of course, about loss. I know myself and family have been through a lot, and I would imagine most of you listening have your own stories of pain and suffering. Sharing these stories with each other helps us to know that we're not facing struggle all alone, that it's part of the human condition, and that life ultimately includes heartache and trauma. But I'm also super encouraged that in those last three stories, there are glimmers of hope. Signs that things will not always be the way they've been, especially as we start to make new and better decisions for ourselves. And that's my prayer for all of us. Never let go of hope. And know that if you don't give up, you do not have to be a prisoner to your past, to the things you've done or things that have been done to you. Shalom, my friends. This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories. They just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. So please, Subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes. Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. 
All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget.